Hello, I'm Kieran Lynch and welcome to Ovicast, the Chocolate Sheep Podcast. Each episode will bring you latest insights, advice and technical updates for the sheep industry. In this episode, we're going to focus on a number of aspects of store and finishing. To do this, I'm joined by Professor Michael Diskin, the Sheep Enterprise Leader in Chagask. Michael outlines some of the renewed interest we see in the area in recent years. We move on to discuss some of the key considerations prior to housing this year, particularly with the change in weather that many producers will now be considering. Michael discusses ration composition, the importance of building up feeding levels gradually, and general advice for store rams. There has been a number of large-scale finishing studies conducted in FMRI in recent years. Michael outlines the expected level of feed intake and performance from various type of lambs on intensive feeding systems, as well as the target carcass ranges and expected killouts. We move on to discuss the management of long keep lambs on farms outdoors and the level of supplement needed to maintain their performance. Michael also discusses the impact of shearing on performance and the importance of clean livestock policy. We discuss some of the work conducted on the light lamb carcass market and how this has developed over the past number of years. We start off, however, with Michael outlining the renewed interest in this year's store lamb market. Uh, yes, Kieran, the, the market this year w- was quite good and, and to, to, to suppose it's been very good for, for all levels of store lambs from uh, lowland store lambs right through to, to um, uh, hill crossbred and, 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 and Scottish blackface type uh, your lamb, even some of the lighter um, store lambs, uh, the market w- was quite buoyant and continues to be buying for, for, for those lambs. So that's very welcome and uh, certainly a, a boost for the sheep industry. It is, and certainly a good boost for any upland or hill farmers. Like, it isn't as a labour-free enterprise, but for many, it is a viable alternative to consider, particularly maybe those that are on other types of dry stock on beef enterprises going into a back end. It's another enterprise that can generate a significant income when managed correctly. Uh, yes, I, I think the secret to it, I suppose, is... Uh, First of all, to be able to buy the lambs, you know, relatively early in the autumn, and I suppose within reason, the earlier they're bought, the better, and then to get good production from grazed grass. I think that that's critical to it. Uh, in terms of, of getting lambs, uh, there's a, a plentiful supply of them there, particularly in, in, in the west of Ireland, from Donegal right down to uh, Mayo, Galway, Kerry, uh, even in, into, into Waterford and into Wickton, the hill areas. So there's a good supply of lambs there. Uh, when you bring them onto the farm, I think it's important that you know that they are they are dosed and and treated with with, with the cobalt in particular, uh, and that there is a, a system put in place to to manage and to keep uh, lameness at, at a very low level. After that, then I suppose the issue would be would be fly strike. Uh, if you're buying them particularly early in the autumn, there's a greater risk of fly strike. So that might either mean uh, shearing the lambs or at least uh, crutching them. So from our experience here in, in, in Athenry with, with those lambs, we get typically get during the month of uh, August and September, we would get for with hill uh, type lambs, uh, Scottish blackface lambs, we get in the order of about 0.8 of a kilogram per week. Once you go into October, early November, uh, that drops down to about 0.4 of a kilogram per week. And then from mid November onwards, uh, even on good quality grass, or what might look like good quality grass at that time, uh, best case scenario is that the lambs will, will, will maintain the, the, their, their life weight. So I think the secret to it is to get the lambs in early and get good performance of good of, of grazed grass. That obviously means also that you're a good grassland manager and have good quality digestible grass in front of the lambs at, at all times. 
I think you're touching a number of important points and obviously like all aspects of production, getting that health right and ensuring we've good health status is vital to get performance afterwards. Like you mentioned something that we've seen a lot of the forward lambs that have been marketed at the moment, a lot of them will be finished. Performance, as you indicated there, is tailing off on farms. And maybe if we just lead into the next part of this, for those going at indoor finishing, what are a couple of key considerations, Michael? Many will consider now with the change in weather as well. What are a couple of key things to need to do from your experience to ensure that that transition is is correct? Well, I suppose, I suppose when you take lambs off, off off pasture, I suppose that is very much tied up with you know what your plans for that pasture are next spring. So if you want early grass in that pasture, you probably need to be uh, taking sheep off it at, at this, this point in time. In terms of bringing lambs indoor, our, our experience would be that uh, and you want to feed them say, on an all concentrate diet to get the last uh, number of kilograms on them and to bring them up to a, to, I suppose, a French weight. Um, you need to introduce the meal to them fairly gradually. Uh, the ration itself needs to be a, a specified um, special purpose ration for finishing uh, male lambs with, with, with a particular mineral content and ha a half of 1% of uh, ammonium chloride in, in, in the ration. A ration of about 14%, I think, is, is adequate for lambs that would be reasonably well grown uh, starting off their, their indoor period. So we would introduce them with about 250 grams of, of meal uh, per, per day. Uh, we would give them some long roughage, either in the form of hay or, or silage, and we would up that then by about 100 grams every day or 200 grams every second day until such time that after maybe a 10, 12 day period, lambs at that stage would be on a full ration. They'd be eating the region of about 1.2 to 1.5 kilograms of fresh weight of, of, of meal per day. And we would continue always to offer them a small amount of, of silage, uh, probably not more than 200 grams, uh, say a kilogram of, of wet silage uh, per lamb per, per day. And they will generally probably eat about half that. Other things that are important when you're bringing lambs indoors and particularly hill lambs, uh, we would always say that it's probably one to two percent of those lambs that for some reasons best known to themselves that refuse to eat and will probably die rather than than than, than eat so your husbandry needs to be good to make sure that these these this one or two percent of lambs uh, that aren't eating are taken out and either maybe put back out to pasture for, for a short period uh, so, and then maybe brought in and put in into a small group to maybe shy feeders or, or maybe being, being bullied in the pen. So good husbandry and looking after, looking at the sheep on a regular basis, a couple of times a day, making sure that they're eating, that they have access to um, a plentiful supply of, of, of clean water is important. And I, I think also it's very important that, you know, that uh, birds are, are kept out of where those, those lambs are being, being fed. I think there's it's expensive to feed lambs on concentrate, but certainly you don't want to be feeding all of the, the crows in the, in the neighbour along with the lambs. No, they're certainly going to be opportunistic, but like you touched a couple of things, a bit of time spent there during that feeding period ensured everything is eaten correctly. And that gradual build up, Michael, to not get acidosis. Like, I suppose the other thing that you mentioned about the ration, looking at that spec, ensuring you know, you've appropriate ammonium chloride and the fibre content in that ration. You mentioned there, like you're aiming for 14%. It's really a quality ration from that you're looking for in terms of... Yeah, you're, you're looking for a ration that is cereal-based predominantly uh, <clears throat> that would have, have, have a, a, a high percentage of, of maize, barley, oats or, or wheat in it as, as a cereal con content. You'd obviously have maybe some pulp in it, some 
soybean meal in it as, as, as a pro, pro, protein source. But you would try to avoid, you know, some of the low quality ingredients such as pollard, palm kernel, sunflower, cottonseed, oat fields, and some, some of those. You might have a small amount of soya hulls as well in it, but certainly you would uh, avoid the, the low energy uh, type type of, of feedstuff. So it needs to be a good quality ration. Um, we would see here that 14, 14 and a half percent protein is, is adequate for, for, for most lamb situations. And again, look at cleaning the way the refusals, keeping it fresh, all of them things are important. You touched there on intakes. You've done a lot of work over the last number of years with no crafty, the more recently Frank Campion on this. You've seen huge variation in intakes, I know, and in terms of performance, it's the other key thing we'll always think about, well, how well do lambs do in it? Maybe you just tease that one out because there is variation between the different batches you've fed over the years. Yeah, we've seen lamb stuff come in here and we put them either on grass or we put them indoors on an all-concentrate diet. And we've seen lambs coming from different farms and they have performed very differently when they've come in here. The exact reason for that isn't very clear to us. Some of it might be attributed to genetic differences, but I think the difference that we've seen, we've seen lambs coming in here from individual farms <clears throat> that have done at grass 150 grams a day, which is more than a kilogram per week. <coughs> Excuse me, <clears throat> we see more lambs doing at 50 grams a day. So there's a huge difference. Equally, we've seen that type of variation indoors. But the, the critical, I suppose, what we've seen with lambs indoors is that you know, the average of a group of lambs can be, be well, it's very important. It can be, be quite, uh, there's quite an amount of variation around that, that average. So one of the major drivers of lamb performance indoors is how much meal the animal is eating. So if you have, a say, a typical textile cross Scottish blackface ram lamb that has eaten two kilograms of meal per day, which a small number will, you'll find that that lamb is probably gaining 600 grams per day. If you have another lamb, same breed, same type, and he's eaten 0.8 or 0.9 of a kilogram, and he'll be doing probably 100 grams a day. And so all of those type of performances are tied up in, in, in the average. We would see with typically with, say, textile cross type Scottish breakfast lambs on an all-concentrate diet, once they have kind of come onto the full diet that they will probably gain, grow at about 350 grams per day on, on average. But within that average, the range is from 100 up to 600. So the point I would be making with you would be that it's very important that once lambs start doing well and start thriving and start, put, start putting on weight, that you go through them on a regular basis uh, so that you're sending off for slaughter, the, the animals that are reaching your kind of target say for a crossbred lambs would be kind of 46, 47 kilograms. So you don't, lambs could go if they're gaining 500 or 600 grams per day in a week, they can gain, you know, up, up to, to four kilograms. So they can very, very quickly uh, go from a, a 20 kilogram carcass to a 22 or 23 kilogram carcass, and you may not get paid for that. So from that point of view, going through the lambs on a regular basis, I would say at least Probably if you have a big number of lambs, go through them on a weekly basis. And if you have a small group, uh, bunch of lambs, go through them on a fortnightly basis. But certainly try to avoid uh, lambs going over fat and certainly make sure that you get paid for every kilogram of gain that you put on those lambs. Just tease that one a little bit more. Which obviously, look, a lot of that's depending on where you start. What it, like, a couple of things that you mentioned, 
the intake is driving it. So good husbandry, good feed management is important. Just maybe, Michael, we take it to the other end of that. That target carcass weight, whether we're talking about lowland-type lambs, you know, ter- crossbred lambs coming in, or we're talking about more purebred hill, either Scots or Cheviot lambs, what can a target carcass weight are you aiming for in them systems? Because well, the, level, the level of finish on the frame will obviously be different. Well, like, if, if, we, if we start off with the Scottish black-faced lambs first, uh, there's a very significant difference in terms of the type of carcasses you'd be aiming for with weathers and with ram lambs. Our experience across the board with, with ram lambs is that it's quite difficult to get those overfat, but certainly with weather or castrated Scottish black-faced lambs, uh, they can become start getting seriously overfat at carcass weights of definitely over 18 kilograms. And I was looking at the kill sheets today uh, and we killed lambs yesterday and we had lambs, some weather lambs at about 17 kilograms, 17.5 kilograms, and they were in fat score four. So they were coming fairly close to the border in relation to, to cut off. Your, your Scotch lamb, you're not going for that full 21 or 22 kilo carcass. No, not, not for the Scotch weather lamb. Certainly you need to be probably aiming for to, to, to get those lambs moved when they're probably ideally 36, 37, 38 kilograms. They'd handle better earlier. If we, if we move to the more crossbred well. type lamb or the lowland type lamb, when, if, what are you pushing them move take to a more crossbred type lamb, and again, if they're a weather lamb, I think the, the, the target there should be something in the order of about 21 kilograms. So you'd be probably looking for th- those lambs if they're a lowland weather castrated lamb, you're probably going to get very good kill out rates with, with those uh, off and all the concentrate diet. And you will probably be looking for kind of a weights on the order of 42 to 44 ki- kilograms. Uh, for ram lambs, uh, you be could bring those lambs easily up to 23 kilograms. Uh, and again, you probably be talking about killing them at between a minimal weight of about 47 and up to 50, 51 ki- kilograms. Uh, the killing out rates with, with wet rams on average is uh, about one percentage points for is uh, with crossbred lambs or, or lowland lambs is about one percent below that of weathers um, and is a bit more variable with the, with the ram whether they have horns or long tails or, or whatever but there's about a two percentage point difference in kill out rate between weathers and lambs um, weathers and rams for the Scottish blackface uh, types. Totally consistent across. Look, Michael, many will ask us, like, they will intend in the system maybe to carry these lambs into the spring. Often, as we see an increase in carcass weight, and maybe some years we see an increase in price, other years it's a bit delayed. The kind of performance that they'll get if they're being just carried over grass in December, maybe into the early days of January, what are they realistically aiming at, or should they really be supplementing them a little bit earlier? I, I suppose that that question really depends on the, I suppose, the, the supply of grass. Um, certainly, if you have lambs in December, you don't want them to be losing weight. And uh, if grass is, is scarce, I think you have no choice in that situation except to introduce some concentrates to, to them to maintain their, 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 their uh, body weight. Um, so I think what most farmers, Robert, those that are involved in 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 in, in uh, finishing store lambs, I suppose, what they are looking for really is to start unloading their lambs onto the market at a time when they would expect 
that uh, hogget prices would be increasing. Now, if you look historically at when that happens, there's probably no definite particular date or date, but there's probably a slightly higher probability of it happening uh, from the 1st of February on, on, onwards and up until the in, in, end of March. So holding lambs outdoors at, 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 on grass, uh, and if grass is very scarce, they, they, they certainly lose some weight. Uh, if grass is plentiful supply into December, early January, they'll probably at best re re hold on to the weight. Or even maybe up to fish. But obviously, look, that depends again on the demand on any other enterprise in the farm in spring and may not suit every system. I suppose the other aspect of it, and it's work that's ongoing in that way at the moment, is looking at the viability of some of these alternative forages crops for the winter. Um, for carrying them on, some will probably catch up with Frank Campion with a later date. But I'm just thinking one key thing that comes up in that context and even in the indoor one is putting clean lambs in or certainly dealing with any issues around cleanliness when we're supplying to an abattoir. In your own situation here in that rain, Michael, what steps did you take with them lambs prior to housing or even going on to the crops? Um, well, this year we we, we, were, we managed to, to get our lambs in maybe a couple of weeks earlier than we did in pre previous years. Uh, and we shore all of the lambs this year. And as well, one of the things with the, with particularly with the, the, the hill lambs and with the crossbred lambs is that the wool grows back very, very quickly on them. So they might be uncomfortable for a very short period after shearing. And but if that's done in, in August, you no, know, there's a, a greater likelihood of, of, of good weather at that time. Shearing at this time of the year, much more risky, wet weather, cold nights, strong winds, they, they certainly need shelter. And sometimes they may need even to be housed if the weather becomes like it was last weekend or as promised tomorrow. Um, I suppose for go, clean lambs are important. Um, and definitely if you're putting lambs in, into, in on, on slats or in, into a shed, uh, you'll you'll house more lambs by having them sure you'll probably get another 10% of sheep in, in, into a, a pen or in, in, into a shed. Uh, they're probably easier to pick out um, if there's any issues with them and easier to see their condition if, if they're shortened. Uh, if the weather becomes clam, clammy and that, they, they seem to be a little bit more comfortable. It doesn't have any material effect on their performance as, as such. In our studies here, the performance of the short and the unshortened lambs were equivalent. The other alternative, and I think that it's a must certainly for bringing lambs in if you don't shear them, I think you need to crotch them because you need to take the cleaner around the tail end of the lambs, remove any wool there. And some of those uh, hill bred lambs can have quite long wool. You're probably also desirable to take probably two or three uh, strikes of, of wool off the belly so, so that they're clean. And we have lambs. Um, we done that on, on a couple of occasions, and invariably those lambs were, were, were perfectly accepted to the factory six or seven weeks after after being crutched and, and, and turned out to be very clean and very presentable. And you, you did mention one very interesting point in that we frequently get asked, you know, shorn lambs perform better, they eat more, they try better. You've looked at that over a number of years in detailed studies and you've never found any difference. We've never seen seen a, a, a consistent improvement in, in, in performance. Uh, uh, due to the fact that the, the lambs were short. I think there will be a, a perception out there uh, that lambs are short and perform better and, and eat more. Uh, but that hasn't been our experience. Just not to digress completely, but another aspect of the whole store lamb finishing and of the trade at this time of the year 
is the supply of light lamps into the market. And I know it's probably a sector that did decline a number of years ago and pretty much collapsed. But there is a bit of a renewed interest in, in terms of supplying a light carcass. It's work that you've been looking into for a number of years. I know it's still ongoing in that and right. Maybe you'll just talk to us a little bit about that for a moment. Yeah, I suppose when we started this work, I, I think it was in 2014 or so, with, with, with the looking at options for finishing those hill lambs, uh, we were probably at that stage mainly focused on seeing could we bring these hill lambs up to probably a minimum of 16, 17 kilograms up to high, higher weights that would kind of qualify them for the higher priced um, fringe market at, at that stage. And so at that stage, also the traditional uh, Italian market for those light lambs had, had, had collapsed and there, there was no interest in it. So one of the things that I suppose it came from our own Chagas Sheep Stakeholders Group was, you know, could we do anything with those lambs and could we get them to a, a level of finish that they would be marketable at, at a lighter carcass weight? Because I think what was quite off-putting for a lot of hill sheep producers and themselves was that if they have those light lambs, say, that are less than 25, 25 kilograms or less, and to bring those up to fringe weights, they required a prolonged period of feeding. And, and, and there was, that was tying up their housing for, for quite a while. If meal prices were high and they often are more expensive in the hill area than in the lowland areas that are further from the, the supply. Uh, and if lamb prices don't increase, there was increased risk attached to uh, finishing those lambs to fringe weights. So the studies that we did showed that you could certainly have no issue, no difficulty in bringing those lambs to fringe type weights, but if they were starting off very light, they required a significant period of time to achieve that. So that we then looked at, at finishing those lambs at, at a lighter weight. And the important thing here is that there's a covering of fat on the lambs, probably a minimum of a class, uh, fat class score of, of two. And if the lambs are too lean and have not inadequate covering of fat. When those lambs come out of the chill after 24 or 48 hours in the factories, they say what they call them, they, they hang black and they're not very acceptable to, to, to the market. So we, we've done some work on that and we showed that we could take, but no issue with the Scottish blackface uh, weather lambs taking those up to kind of live weights of 32 to 35, 36 kilograms. Uh, get an inadequate uh, cover of fat on them uh, and they will produce carcasses of 12 to 16 kilograms. Uh, and uh, the weather lambs, the ram lambs then, uh, you probably would probably need to bring them up to a one or two kilograms heavier. And I think the figure where Frank is kind of finding here at the moment is that about 80% of the weather lambs will probably finish at a fat class score of two and a carcass weights are between 12 and 16 kilograms. The other 20% of lambs seem to, to grow on and they kind of maybe try to realize their biological potential and they, they grow and they don't put down covering a fat until they're probably in excess of 40, 44 kilograms. So we, we killed some lambs yesterday here and uh, the weather lambs went from 30 kilograms up to probably 33, 34 kilograms. The ram, as I say, went from about 32 up to 36 kilograms. And uh, they all had an inadequate covering of that. We just examined them and handled them and in, in the line area before the winning, we were happy with the covering of fat. And they invariably had a, a fat cover of between, there were mainly twos and some trees and there was one or two fours in it. 
there does seem to be a renewed interest though from processors now here. Certainly they have a certain market for an outlet for that lamb. Yeah, it, it seems like um, the, the, the Atlantic Hill Group here have been exclusively uh, dealing with the um, with the, uh, one of the meat factories down here in the West, but the other meat factories as well that are processing lamb will seem to have a, a market for those light lambs, which is great. Um, and they seem to have no problem now in selling them. But I think the critical thing is that those lambs have um, have a, um, a covering of fat on them. I think the other thing that's important is that the, I know the lambs of the Atlantic Hill Group are, are processing at the moment. They all come from uh, farms that are board B accredited. So I think that that's important. But I think before somebody would go down that road, they should certainly talk to the factories or indeed the Atlantic Hill Group with the view of marketing the lambs because I do know from speaking to some of those groups uh, that they have spent, uh, put in a huge effort in terms of educating their suppliers in terms of the type of lambs that they require. And I think now they're extremely happy that the producers are producing a, you know, a quality product for which the factories have no issue in terms of marketing it. Michael, just maybe if we go back to where we start with this, like the whole store lamb sector has become a very important part of the continuity supply of lamb throughout the season, but more so it's an important outlet for hill and upland lambs at this stage of the year onward. It's perhaps another viable enterprise on lowland farms to consider over the, the coming years. Yes, I, I, I think it has. And I, I think, you no, know, the, 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 I suppose the, the, the ultimate marketing of those lambs to the factories in the, in the springtime has, you know, to some extent compensated for the fall off in the kind of prime early season lamb or early fat lamb that, that has not been produced now. Uh, and it certainly is filling a, a, a gap there, an important gap in the market. And uh, I think the renewed interest from people in the eastern part and the lowlands part of the country has certainly this year added uh, a buoyancy to the market for, for hay lambs. And that's certainly very welcomed by those that are involved in producing those, those light lambs. And they don't have the options really of, in lots of cases, of finishing those, even though there are a number of them now finishing lambs on all concentrate diets, either finishing into a a light carcass specification or indeed to a fringe market specification. Michael, as always, it was great getting your insights. Thanks very much for your time today. Thank you. Okay, we'll have to finish things up at this point. Again, huge amount of information there from Michael on different aspects of store and finishing. Plenty of factors to consider that can influence performance and I think you outlined a lot of them. Very interesting here, some ongoing work, particularly on that development light lamb carcass market. And again, Michael, a highlight its importance as a means of continuity supply but also its importance for linking up the hill and lowland sectors in our sheep industry. There is more information available on the sheep section on the Chagos website, covering various aspects of performance, diet, um, store lamb budgets, store lamb calculators also available on it, so it's easy enough to navigate through well worth having a look at. It is an area we've seen interest in in the past number of years, and it is a viable enterprise to consider for many producers out there. For any further updates on Sheep Programme, keep an eye on our Twitter page at Chagos Sheep. I'm Kieran Lynch. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to subscribe and listen back to any of our episodes.